0: Hello and welcome to the Children in Books podcast. Um, Today I'm with Lubina and Rachel and we're going to talk about how stories can help children.
1: Hello from Leipzig. I'm here as Lubina and I wish you a nice day. We have got just time to listen and we have got the guest today is Rachel. Rachel who is always with us with this English podcast and today we like to talk about her work with children and with stories.
2: Yes. Hi, thank you very much. Nice to be here again.
0: <laughs> Great, um, we, we had some interesting subtopics for today and maybe you can you can tell us something about your work. You're an art psychotherapist, is this right?
2: Yes, I'm an art psychotherapist, um, which means that I I work therapeutically with children and young people mainly, Um, but I do work with some adults too. And I use the arts as a medium of communication. So we use um, art, um, the visual arts, stories, Mm. play, and drama and movement and music in the work that we do together
1: and do you have got a favorite art which you like the most
2: i guess i like i like using stories a lot actually in my work um because stories are universal um they're a universal medium for communication and they can convey or provide all sorts of things, guidance, advice, wisdom, and even healing. And, um, I think it might have been Bruno Bettelheim who, who said, all sorrows can be born if you put them in a story or tell a story about them. So it means that everybody's story is contained somewhere within a story. So everybody can identify with, with with the right story, I guess
1: and and how we can imagine because I cannot imagine how how it looks like how do you how do you do it practically when you are there with a child who has a problem?
2: okay, yeah, so children come in all different shapes and sizes, and um, children who come to see me are often children who have are experiencing some difficulties. Um, in their life at, in the present moment or have maybe experienced them in the past. So there, you know, there may be barriers to communication. So we have to work hard at finding different ways to communicate. And children communicate through play. Um, so that's that's great. So I might start off um, with using some, um, some Play-Doh or something like that. Um, do you know what Play-Doh is? It's kind of clay. Um, uh-huh, ah, yeah. yeah. Kind of clay. I've got some here. I'm trying to get it. Ah, oh, actually, I've got a model here. So,
1: uh-huh.
2: so you might start with something, you know, plasticine or, or clay that you can model. And you just ask the child to make a shape and see whether they can make a creature from the shape and it doesn't have to be a creature that's recognizable so there's no right or wrongs with it and then you can start thinking about oh i wonder what this creature likes to do and what you know what does he like to do and what's what's its environment like so where does the cr- creature live and from there you build uh-huh. up the the story and mm, wow, um, yeah. There's a, um, there's a woman called Marie Louise von France who did a lot of research into stories and fairy tales. And she identified five elements contained within a story. So you have a main character and you have a quest. So there's Mm -hmm. always some kind of quest and you have a helper, Mm -hmm. an obstacle. And how whatever happens next, how they overcome that obstacle and how the story continues mm-hmm. or how it's resolved or how it ends. So there's another method I use, which is using those five elements of story making where you almost use like a storyboard. And you can, um, in, the first, in the first box on the storyboard, you draw the main character. Or sometimes you make the main character out of clay. And so you can yeah, do it. Either, yeah. Either um, you know, either drawing it or creating it or using objects. So I have um lots of a box of of interesting objects, which might be stones. <laughs> um there's there's some precious stones in there, there's um keys, there's feathers, there's um everyday objects pencil sharpeners things like that and see what mm-hmm. stories develop from the objects by asking questions really and so some children will have lots of stories inside them and have lots and lots mm-hmm. of ideas and other children might be um, you know because of their experiences they might not be able to access that imaginative realm within themselves they might be more mm-hmm. drawn. And so in that case, then I might be reading stories to children. So we start, you know, so I provide the story then. and,
1: and Yeah, to, and, to help them wow. to get some words for what happens or what yeah. they feel.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, and I might choose a story that I think would resonate with, with that child. And so mm-hmm. um, I think you know, stories can attune to the um to the child's personal experience. And then we can work with the the story and the metaphor of the story. And in that process the child can work with their own issues, but it's distanced. So you provide yeah. what, we call, what we call an aesthetic distance. So where a child might feel overwhelmed with their own personal mm-hmm. story. Yeah. If we're looking at that inside a fictional story, then it becomes safer to look at. We can we can yeah. look at the motivations of the characters. We can look at the emotional world of the character and understand why they might be feeling like they are or why they do what they do. Um, in a way, yeah, because
1: in- it's not so close. Then it's exactly yeah, like you say. It's a distance
2: yeah so you provide you provide this distance and in that in that space can c- the healing can happen so it's where mm-hmm. the child then makes the connection with the story or with the with the character in the story with the experience in the story and is the that connection happens in that space between and that's where the healing happens that's where um you can clarify you can find meaning you can find wisdom and you can you know you can
0: resolve things in that space
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: so basically uh, the children that you work with um make up your own, make up their own stories and um maybe maybe see this story more abstract more and more uh, distanced and can identify with the characters in these stories and find healing or guidance through these stories they make up, or maybe you give them these stories.
2: Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. Um yeah, yeah. I think um, some children um, will, will have, like I said, will have lots of stories. They'll have, their imagination is, is very mm. rich and full and other children will, struggle a little bit with that and in those cases then we might be um using stories that um that I bring myself or stories you know stories that I get from from storybooks um and or or sometimes children bring their their favorite stories as well
0: Um, yeah yeah
1: and did you, did you, did you had the experience one that a child was coming later to you and t- t- told you, Oh, do you remember which story we, um, we experienced together?
2: Yes. I mean, for some, you know, I have worked with, um, with, with some children where we just work on the one story. Over mm. and over and over and over again okay <laughs> um, and and I guess you know, um I think there's the aspect of the hero's journey in a story as well so have you have you heard of that idea the the hero's journey so
1: I, I think, have yes,
2: yeah, and so um so there's a there's a kind of maturation process, a growing up through the story. Mm. A developmental process for children, um, that can be guided through the story as well. And often that's, that's a story that's already been written, but it can also be their own story that they are the, um, the makers of their, Mm -hmm. of, of their, their guidance, you know, because very much I believe that we all have The power to heal ourselves comes from within Mm -hmm. each and every one of us. It doesn't come from Mm -hmm. somebody else. And my job is just to facilitate that, to help, to help the child find that. Um, so, so the, yeah, so, so they can create that story from within. And because it comes from within them, it's part Mm -hmm. of them. You know, they, they are every character in their story. You know, there's an aspect of them in every character in their story.
1: For me, it's interesting that I think this repeating of stories or of things we do is so important. Mm. And today we are more uh, looking at new things, at new experiences, but I think this repeating and a little bit changing because every time, every repetition is uh, is another than what was before. Mm,
2: Yes. And you see something different in each repetition as well. There's different, there's different awarenesses, different, um, you see different things, you hear different things um, and you experience it differently depending on what's happened to you that day or what's happened to you that week. You know, your experiences, you may find some insight into a different part of the story.
1: Yeah, 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 like I started to look good films again, and it was a, just a new experience. It was mm. I I have seen other things, and mm. it was a new, new, a new experience. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Also, um, stories are um, made, or there are so many stories in different cultures, and uh, there uh, people think of stories uh, uh, everywhere on the world and it's it's also like a repetition, but um there are coming new stories every day and um new things every day um do you think stories all in all are re- important for self reflection and um growth or why are are people making up so many stories? Why are they um thinking of so many stories
2: absolutely, I think all of that is important, and I think people. People make stories because they they have a story to tell, but they also want the experience to be heard and to be witnessed by others because then it mm. validates those experiences. And, you know, even even in fiction, because there's as I said earlier, you know, the, the writer is in every part of the story that they write. Um it might just be a small aspect of them, or it might be yeah. an aspect of them that they hide, that they they don't like to show so much. So it might be a shadow mm-hmm. aspect, um, but it's still there, and it's and it's and it's a very important part of the process to have those parts of oneself to to be to be seen, to be heard, and to be witnessed by others,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: and that's part of the healing process as well. And um, when yeah. that happens within yeah. a kind of therapeutic
0: process, yeah, yeah, um Lubina, what is your experience with um writing stories and making new stories? Um, what do you experience uh, while uh, writing these?
1: I think it's not so far from the experience maybe of the children because i at the, at the beginning, I take heroes and I take a problem. This is my main. Mm. The beginning and then i see what will happen and i think it's a kind of inner growing or a bit of healing too because mm-hmm. i have got my wound wounds mm-hmm. <laughs> like everybody and i can heal it on my own way and in my own um slowliness or yeah in my own tempo
2: <laughs> yeah at yeah. your own pace yeah
1: yeah pace yeah i in my own pace yeah
2: yeah and you know i've i remember one little girl that i worked with and um she had had the most awful experiences in her life and she was she was very um very uncontained so she was you know she was and she was she kind of filled the room her presence Mm -hmm. filled the room and and quite chaotic um Mm -hmm. and so we started off by reading stories as a way to um to to help contain some of that and I, I have a little mat and so we'd kind of sit on the mat to read the story at the end of the session and I'd start off with very very short stories and um and, you know, developmentally, like a very small picture book, like a baby's picture book. Yeah. And, um, and she, she eventually wrote her own story. Um, and it was full of the most gruesome monsters and, mm-hmm. um, characters that you, you, that were really, really scary and frightening. Um, she developed them in, in clay. Uh-huh. So she'd modeled them first and in that process she she gained control of some of the monsters in her life you mm-hmm. know, metaphorically um but in reality because she was she was actually doing it and putting them in the stories and 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 very much so wanted me to take care of the monsters and put them in a box at the end of the stories <laughs> at the end of the yes. session you know yeah. keep the stories for her And so everything was contained with, you know, um, within my therapy room. It didn't go Mm. out of the therapy room. And as a result, she was able to contain herself much more. So the the result Mm. was that she wasn't as chaotic and as, you know, um,
1: her. her Yeah, because when you, when you has it like a, like a model to, Mm. to, Put in hands, then maybe a little step, you get a bit a bit more control over yeah. all the things inside because you can name it, you can give him, you can take, tell an emotion with it, or yeah, maybe what what, what a little thing, what was happening.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And also, you know, we can act stories out as well. So we can become the characters in the stories. And that's always great fun. And that was something I did with that little girl as well, was we, yeah. we became the characters. And, um, you know, and, and she'd take great delight in, in kind of casting me as the, you know, the, the character that got trodden on or the, you know, or the yeah. character that
1: was, you know, that got left behind, um, and yeah, or li- like you said, it is so important that you witnessed it, mm, because yeah. then it's it's settling in her mind. Aha, that is true. That is really here. I I I told it. I get a reaction to mm-hmm. my story. Yeah. Now, yeah. mm-hmm. yes. Wow. And
2: when children feel powerless, they can take on the 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 character of the powerful person in the story so they can <laughs> they can they can have a a sense of and an experience of what it is like to be powerful and you know yeah. play with that power for a little while maybe you know using mm. it in not such a good way as well but doing it in a safe place and yeah. um, you know so, so it's they op- can
1: yeah, they maybe don't have it inside at the beginning, but they can create with your help and with your witnessing yeah. a powerful power inside, which is then developing. Yeah,
2: yeah. And they can try out new ways of being as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. So, this is a
1: great, great thing with stories. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, yeah. And heroes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely and
0: such a great topic yeah
2: and it's it's it is it's absolutely universal isn't it there's been you know the the tradition of oral storytelling you know it's yeah. been you know yeah. since since the beginning of of humankind <laughs> um, <laughs> yes stories <laughs> have been told and passed down and and in that retelling it's um you know Knowledge and wisdom has been passed on to other generations, and then new learning from one generation is then kind of passed on again. And the stories might change a little bit with the new experiences and the new learning, Um, (laughs) but it goes on and on and on, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, and it's just a human thing. Mm.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a very human thing because you know we wouldn't we wouldn't be interested in stories if we didn't have that emotional connection to them if we didn't have that identification
1: yeah that we can
2: connect to it because we know that this story is also our story a little bit maybe
1: yeah Yeah, you like a person who is listening or who is reacting to it you have your own emotions and reactions and all a world for you too Mm.
0: yeah
1: yeah
0: I um, this is great. At twenty-five minutes now, and it was such a great <laughs> uh, conversation. Uh, really, really good. Um,
1: it was like a, we went to the ocean and went through the water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was lovely. Thank you. It was, yeah.
2: Thank you for wow. asking me and
0: listening.
1: It's lovely to talk about. It. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you so much to
0: open thank you it you and so much Yeah.
1: And that, that I think everybody who is listening to it, because we are not every day confronted with these questions or with these experiences. So it's just interesting to, to hear it and to be a, to be a kind of witness of a witnessing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. Maybe Lupina. You could uh, do the the nice outro you do every
1: time. <laughs> a nice outro, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, Rachel, that you have been today our helper and our guest both <laughs> and it's been a uh, I, and I wish everybody a nice day and a nice evening. You hear us next time. arrivederci, Arividerci, Dasvidania.